Welcome to the Empathetic Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Oha from Altris AI. Oha, it's really nice to have you on. Hi there. I'm really excited. So can you tell me a bit about yourself and uh, who you are, what you do, and uh, a bit about your company? So my name is Olha. I work for Altris AI. It's uh, one of the best ophthalmic startups on the market. It's an AI startup which brings digital technologies to some conservative industries such as ophthalmology. What do we do? In ophthalmology, doctors, to make a diagnosis, they have to assess different medical images, different scans. So AI, as you know, can do it faster with less errors. So our system helps doctors to make better diagnostic decisions. I work as a head of marketing for this startup. So I basically create the strategy and help the company to reach its goals because the company has ambitious goals. We are on uh, stage two, uh, if I'm not mistaken, yes, stage two of investment. So our goal is really huge to, to be a unicorn maybe. So I'm helping with uh, reaching these goals from the marketing perspective. I love that. And you have a very unique challenge in marketing and that you have B2B and, and B2C clients on market. Tell me more about that, what that looks like and and some of uh, you know what marketing looks like for that. It's really a unique experience because uh, mostly I've, I was working with um, B2B clients, but uh, the system that we created, it can be used by an ophthalmologist, like a individual person, if he wants to digitize some of the operations. And it can be used by the clinic, by a big clinic. It can be bought as a software and installed and used by all the ophthalmologists, or in our case, it can be an optometry. So that's why I have to work with both B2C clients and B2B clients. And and as you may guess, these are very different strategies. These are very different approaches. Why? Because uh, these people, B2C clients, ophthalmologists and B2B clients, the owners of the clinics have different goals, uh, different values, different questions uh, in mind when they come across our app. So we have created different uh, buyer personas and uh, move different roads to reach these customers and are do, doing this at the same time. That's interesting. What's an example of one of those differences between B2B and B2C in your approach? For a B2B client, the purchase of software, it's a very long process, which involves different decision makers on different stages, for example, a procurement department can be involved, a financial director can be involved because it's a big sum of money. So for B2B, you have to create a lot of useful content that shows the value of the product on all the stages, like the financial audit may find out that this product is not useful. So you have to prove different people from different departments uh, that your AI product makes sense. And as you may guess, like for many people, AI sounds like, what, what's that? Uh, will it take our jobs and something? So for B2B, I would say one of the example is making good content for different decision makers and expect a long, long process. 
For B2C, for instance, you can reach a B2C client, an ophthalmologist in our case, in social media, in one of the groups, for instance, because ophthalmologists and optometrists, uh, they spend a lot of time, as marketers do, in groups on Facebook, they communicate, and you can reach a client there, just... uh, write a short message, uh, leave a comment, tag this person, and he will upload your app. So the the cycle is very, very fast, and you don't need to to prove him long, to show him different business cases, and to, to lead him to website or somewhere else. So it's almost instant. The reach is uh, really, really easy. And... Um, You just need to make this person test your app like that. And then he or she will decide if he needs it. So these are different approaches, different buying cycles, different journeys. (laughs) Yeah, very interesting. What channels are working well for you guys? Like what are you using, you know, in your marketing engine in terms of channels, tactics, strategies uh, this year? Okay, so uh, I would say... that for both uh, B2B and B2C clients, uh, content uh, is one of the best channels because we work in a very, as I told, conservative industry. Ophthalmology, optometry, these are the medicine basically and people there got used to the fact that you can't change your opinion about something until you have scientific proof, right? You have to be sure that this new drug is more effective than the last drug because there are clinical trials, so to say. So these people are very, very suspicious in a good sense. They don't trust you easily. So you have to prove them with good and high quality materials. In our case, we've made a research, for instance, we've asked 1,000 potential clients about their pain points. We've created uh, surveys and uh, really asked uh, what problems they have. On the basis of this survey, we've created business cases, blog posts for our website. We also create a lot of content for social media. So we take different uh, OCT scans of retina, animate them for them to to look uh, more impressive, so to say, and share this content. The content is the king, that's true. And for different uh, buyer personas, we create different content with different messages. For instance, for optometrists, we we try to uh, update them on new diagnostic uh, tools. And for B2B clients, we talk about the optimization of operations and prove them that New software can be revolutionary in terms of revenue for them. But the basis of this is high quality content with lots of links to trusted resources, with good images, with quotes from experts, uh, with meaning, so to say, because uh, you cannot like, I don't know, play games or joke with people from medicine. They're very serious. (laughs) So how does this lead to lead generation then? Like, where do the leads come from? And how do these efforts to create content and create brand awareness uh, generate leads? Content is the foundation, I would say. 
of our marketing strategies, then content is useless unless you share it, right? Like it can be on in on your website and nobody would reach it never. So we uh, optimize our website to attract organic leads through various keywords. Uh, this this is another part of our strategy. We choose different keywords for B two B and B two C, of course because they have different goals, as I told, different problems to solve. Someone has to make a clinic more profitable and someone has to uh, serve more patients uh, with uh, more confidence. So we optimize this content. Uh, content. It's uh, one of the lead generations channels, our website uh, through organic search. Then we use uh, social media to share again this content because as I told you, our potential clients are in different groups. So we just uh, create content for these groups because these groups are not fulfilled on their own. And those people who share valuable content uh, get likes, get attention and get actions. Uh, we also share our content in special media. Again, we have a very niche product for, for optometry and ophthalmology. This is like a closed world <laughs> with their own groups, their own apps, their own media to read. Their groups are full of images of red eyes and stuff like that. So if you create something for them and share in their uh, informational bulb, <laughs> they value it. But actually, uh, uh, I'm not an ophthalmologist and I'm not an MD. We have a, spa a team of retina experts, of ophthalmologists, and they help us a lot. They consult us and after their approval only, we uh, share this content. So what did I mention? Content, SEO, social media groups. LinkedIn works actually very well because on LinkedIn you see the profession like straight ahead, uh, you can write to this person, you can ask him to comment something, it's, it's okay. We choose media, professional media and reach them. We've also uh, con contacted different societies because uh, in this sphere, societies uh, have a real value, they matter, societies for optometry, societies for ophthalmologists in Sweden, for example. We reach them, tell about our products, about digitalization in, in the industry, and they react, they share some news and so on. So we try to communicate through all these digital channels uh, because uh, conferences are not very effective for us right now. So digital channels are more effective. Yeah, totally. I love that. And you might have touched on it a little bit, but you have a mobile app uh, that you also use as part of your strategy. Tell me about that and exactly how that works with all this and everything. Yeah, the mobile app was a real gift for me as for a marketer when I joined this company, because I was told like we have a product, it's an AI platform for image analysis, and you have to find as many clients as possible. But then it turned out uh, that the team created a free mobile app <laughs> for education of ophthalmologists. And right now we have 10,000 users there, which we've acquired like without even paid media. 
the thing is the app is free. So it's one of the most valuable arguments for this media. We've collected a lot of medical images, these OCT scans, and then the, the company hired several ophthalmologists who graded these scans. Like they marked that there is a glaucoma here on this scan, uh, there is a diabetic retinopathy on this scan. And on the basis of this data, we trained the system. But we also used uh, this data for educational mobile app because it was already there. So uh, you can use uh, this data for a mobile app. And uh, then inside this mobile app, we also created a community of people who can share, upload their own cases, user-generated content. And right now the app is growing more or less organically. So more users are uh, joining every day. And in the future, we want to use this mobile app as a marketing channel for our Altris AI platform, for our final, final product. Why? Because basically we understood that all those people who joined our mobile app, they don't know uh, medical image analysis well enough they want to learn and they are open to technology to technologies so they match our bio persona perfectly the interesting thing was that the mobile app was created accidentally and it was not used on purpose at first to attract leads or something it was created out of curiosity and uh, because one of our co-owners, she's an ophthalmologist and she just teaches how to do it. So actually it turned out that teaching something for free uh, can be a great marketing channel because people trust you because you don't ask for anything uh, in exchange. And then they are more open to trying you. And then if you recommend them your final product, they might use it, they might not. But again, you have this trust because they are inside your app, free app, and they are learning every day and they're sharing. And it's a community. Absolutely. I love that strategy. So that's that's a that's a great learning, I think, for others is that sometimes you can accidentally run into ideas that are uh you know, really valuable. And this whole concept of an app for education and learning and its value to marketing is really interesting. I love that. Yeah, me too. I absolutely support this idea because as we see many companies right now, they try to educate users. And then after that, only they might offer them the product. For instance, like one of the greatest examples is HubSpot Academy. You can get a lot of materials just on marketing and never use a HubSpot, but then you learn about their brand because you upload some PPC ch uh, checklists or uh, CRM guidelines, and then they educate you and you trust them. And then it's used as a real marketing channel. As we're wrapping up here, what are metrics, targets, things that you're measuring that matter to you in marketing today? In the end, every business owner wants one thing, for business to bring money. <laughs> so a marketer who is hired to any company is expected to do exactly that. So our marketing department's goal is to bring as many potential clients, we call them marketing qualified leads, 
and as possible. We actually have an ambitious goal right now. We are trying to figure out how, how to reach it, but the highest goal is uh, marketing qualified leads. In our case, these are now the people who are registered inside a mobile app or a platform. So when the person is inside this system, he is a sales qualified lead. Then the sales team, the support teams uh, communicates with him, trying to upgrade him or, I don't know, make him a payable customer, so to say. So for me, marketing qualified leads are the most important goal, which I measure on a daily, monthly, quarterly basis. And uh, then I measure the leads that come through different channels to see which channel brought me the best results. And then in these channels, in content, I measure, for instance, bounce rate on the pages. In social media, we measure how many people downloaded the app from, from which group, how many comments, shares were there. In SEO, I measure the number of keywords on first positions in Google in different countries, in our target countries, so to say. In media, I can measure publications. Soon we will launch several paid media channels, Facebook probably, and uh, search inside markets. And I will measure like basic impressions, conversion rate, the number of installs, uninstalls, and uh, so to say. That, that's probably right now all. And for B2B clients, uh, we measure how many demos were conducted after a potential client uh, got through the website or through a LinkedIn and so to say. Awesome. Well, really appreciate all your insights on this. I think there's a lot of learnings here terms of having an app and what to measure, you know, what's a track and all that. And really appreciate all your insights and wisdom on this uh, podcast here. Happy to share. Thank you. Thank you.